Proverbs chapter 18, verse 17. The first to present his case seems right, till another comes forward and questions him. Okay, I would say in terms of Proverbs, I read Proverbs every year, once a year. But this is one of my very, very, very favorite um, Proverbs because we never think about it. You know, you mm. know what we usually get on television when you see an ad? Only one voice. No, mm. I mean, sometimes they do, um, you know, what do you call it? Uh, they, they, they say, well, if you take this drug, uh, you may die of a heart attack. We may have to amputate your legs, but the drug really works on your problem, you know. So you get sometimes an alternative voice. But for the most right. part, we hear the first claim and we buy it. Mm. But in our uh, court system, there's a defender. Uh, and Jesus is the defender in our case. But the first to present his case seems right. In other words, you're a bad person. <laughs> so <laughs> another comes along or right. comes forward and questions him. In other words, there, there are two sides to every story. Right. And the court, I think, metaphor is very important. Um, I, I, one of the things I thought about is, you know, what is true? Pilate says, what right. is truth to hmm. Jesus? I mean, you know, what is truth? I mean, that is the, the one word that we have in our society today, all over the place, that it's taken a huge tumble. Truth is irrelevant. And it's, it's kind of taken, it's fled from being truth to yeah. being my truth. Yes. And that is a disaster. Yeah. That's postmodernism. You know, my mom works in, she, she tried to retire, but they brought her back in to the workplace because she's so effective, but she works in mediation services. Mediation. It's the, you know, you try to resolve yeah. disputes before they go to court. And years ago when she first started, this was a big shocker to her because she would sit across the table from you know, a woman who's divorcing her husband and she would hear that woman's story. And my husband did this and my husband neglected that. And my husband is, you know, she painted a picture of this monster <laughs> of a guy, you know, and then she would leave the room and then the husband would sit down and my mom would kind of look and think, Ooh, here comes the monster, you know, and he would sit down and he'd be perfectly sane and reasonable and kind. And he would begin telling the story of how his wife did this and didn't do that. And he painted the picture of a monster too. And, you know, it's interesting how, um, perceptive Jesus was when he says, why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye and not the log in your own? It, it seems like one of the greatest tricks of the sinfulness of humanity that we somehow are blind to our own sin. We, we all have it. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but we can so easily see the sins in others. And maybe that's where some of that impulse comes from that you cited a moment ago where people said, oh, I need to speak my truth. And, you know, rarely does anyone speak their truth and begin with, hi, my name is Nathan and I'm a recovering sinner and I need your forgiveness. <laughs> you know, it never really starts that way. It's always, here's how I've been wronged, you know. Are there uh, 12 steps to uh, dealing with uh, the sinful nature? You know, somebody, somebody did a seminar that, um, I heard about, and it was called the 12 steps of recovery of, you know, the, for the Christian. And it was, it was mapped 
overlaid over the 12 steps for Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm curious about that. It sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, we ought to look into it. It, it may actually be very helpful. I know one of them is uh, be in the word every day. That's mm -hmm. what I believe. I mean, uh, yeah. it, it certainly can't hurt you and it may change yep. you. Yep. Amen.